In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, many of us will watch on TV the inauguration of a new President of the United States. In our text this morning, we have heard about Nathaniel's discovery of the King of Israel. The President of the United States, the King of Israel. As a Lutheran, the juxtaposition of the President of the United States and the King of Israel is too much to resist and not reflect upon the doctrine of the two kingdoms. <laughs> the doctrine, you might say, of, two, of God's two governing hands. Or to put it another way, the teaching about God's two life-giving hands. By means of his left hand, he nurtures and sustains creation and the community of creation. By means of his right hand, he ushers in and brings to life the new creation and the community of the new creation, the church. Inauguration Day is always an exciting day. How many times have we not heard that it is a historic day? After all, it is remarkable that we witness a peaceful transfer of power in many ways that is unique within the world today. It's historic today for another reason, because the first African-American Barack Obama becomes President of the United States. Inauguration Day is a day filled with hope. It offers a fresh start and anticipation. It revives hope for a better year. After all, the last few months have been devastating for many people as a lot of us have witnessed the worst economic downturn in our lifetimes and worse than many can ever recall. Unemployment is up, people are hurting. Many are fearful for their jobs, their homes, their families. And so we look to a new administration for fresh ideas, perhaps a solution. Change and hope are in the air. In many ways, it's appropriate that we look to government for help, for hope, for leadership. Whether or not one prefers a smaller government or a larger role for government in our lives, good government is a gift from God. Luther says so in the large catechism, first article. In the fourth petition of the catechism, it is mentioned as part of daily bread. It's a gift of God, but to do what? Well, we normally think of it in terms of God's instrument for the purpose of serving creation. It is God at work. Indeed, in the large catechism fourth petition, Luther encouraged us, the greatest need of all is to pray for the civil authorities and the government, for it is chiefly through them that God provides us daily bread and all the comforts of life. Although we have received from God all good things in abundance, we cannot retain any of them or enjoy them in security and happiness. Were he not to give us a stable, peaceful government? For where dissension, strife, and war prevail, their daily bread is already taken away or at least reduced. And so we pray for God's blessing upon governments, recognizing, of course, their limits, 
Government leaders and citizens alike are sinful creatures. At root, they cannot eliminate selfishness, self-centeredness, or greed. They cannot create a utopia or a new paradise. They can deal with the symptoms. Their promises get broken. To deal with those issues, we turn to the right-hand work of God. God's left-hand work serves his right hand. God holds creation together for the sake of the new creation. And that brings us to our gospel text, after all. There we find Nathaniel encountering Jesus in very different circumstances than Inauguration Day. There is no parade for the king of Israel. There is no inauguration ball. There are no parties. Little wonder, perhaps, that Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's a small town. Perhaps there's a little competition between his own hometown. Philip doesn't debate the point. He says, simply come and see, rather than argue the point. So Nathaniel comes and discovers a man who knows him. Jesus knows him, and that's enough to convince Nathaniel to proclaim king of Israel, my king. But Jesus says that you're going to see much more than that. You're going to see angels arising and descending upon the Son of Man. For Jesus replaces the ladder of Jacob. Jesus now becomes the link between heaven and earth. Jesus is the one now who opens heaven that we may enter. Again, an interesting contrast for today. For when it comes to the left-hand realm, we marvel at people who begin with humble origins, an Abraham Lincoln, perhaps a Barack Obama, and rise to the halls of power. But here with the king of Israel, we have one who began as the creator of the universe, one who upholds the universe, and instead became a human being. The creator became a creature. And as the creator who became the creature, he is the one who has brought God down to you and me. He is the only one who has brought God to us. He is the only one who gave his life for you and me. He is the only one who has opened the new creation for you and me. He is the only one who keeps all of his promises to you and me, promises of forgiveness, salvation, life eternal, for God is faithful. So today we can observe God working through his two hands for our well-being. With his left hand, he works through human agencies, imperfect though they may be. He works through them for the maintenance of the community of creation. He works with his left hand in creation for the sake of his right hand, sort of like an EMT, an emergency medical technician to stabilize creation. With his right hand, he works through the one man who brings heaven and earth together, the one man who ushers in the new creation, the one man who fulfills all our hopes and aspirations, the one man who does not fail, and he is the one man who bids us, come, follow me. Amen. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.